everybody and welcome to a 3MB return well 2MB reunion celebrating Asuka swaying Kyrie Sane fluting episode of the brothers of discussion I love those days I watched that 10 second clip that I made of Asuka for like 10 minutes because it just brought a smile <laughs> to my face. anyway we're gonna talk everything AEW's fire fuss fighter fuss how many of these whiskeys have I had Denixie's great American badge Woo! This is a really great Wednesday TV. Matt, we're also going to make some time for the feature of Adam Cole. New Global Champion Keith Lee. And just a host of other things. Matt, we're going to try and stuff it all in. We're going to stuff it all in uh, inside of an hour. Maybe even uh, 40 minutes. Who knows? That's going to be our, uh, our great achievement if we can do this just once. But Matt, it's been a hell of a week. I've been house shopping. It's been a nightmare. Uh, if either the houses are falling apart or I got a cash offer that swooped out from down, you know, from the, from the heavens and just, you know, bought a $300,000 house right in front of me. So I didn't even get to use my nice mortgage discount, but you know, I was happy cause we get to talk wrestling, Matt, how are you? I'm, I'm doing good. I, I'm well, sorry. Great I'm sorry for that... you, Matt. Glad you're doing good over there. I'm sorry, your house got snatched from underneath you. It did. It, uh, that happened. That happened a couple times with Michelle and I. We definitely didn't land, uh, you know, on, on like the first house that we saw. So you just gotta stick stick to it. You'll get there, but it's not any fun. It's zero fun getting a house. I'll, I'll just say that. I, I don't remember having any fun. Um, no. Like the only fun. The only fun part is that moment where you do hear that you you got the offer because then you start to fantasize about what you're going to do with that house. Yeah. But then the fun ends because then you get thrown right back into like mortgage bullshit and payments and then you've got deadlines. You've got to tell them to finish fixing up this bullshit I found in the basement before I move in, like stuff like that. <laughs> And then they say no. Then they go, no, no, we're not doing that. But here, um, we'll leave our exercise equipment. And then you go, oh. sure, I'll take the exercise equipment. And then you show up when you're moving in. And some pe- bullshit exercise equipment you don't even know was in the house is jammed into the basement. And it sticks in your basement until you pay a whole nother company to come and clean it up for you. But I... You know, you got it. Like you have to own a house for like some uh, future financial stability. But man, it fucking sucks. <laughs> like we keep uh, we mm, we have just enough money to have like a pretty good house. But it's like I got to decide which warts do I want. Do I want like a beautiful finished kitchen and a beautiful master bedroom? But then like. You know, the roof is caving in. Or do I want a beautiful roof? And then there's like a leak in the basement. It's like, I, I don't. Yeah, it's been just, an adventure. Just yeah. play it like how Michelle and I play it. I, I have this line of, of dried up paint right above my head. And <laughs> it's definitely from 
the shower that's directly above me. Yeah. So there's an old leak that came through, and now the paint is just running across uh, the ceiling because it, it was wet and getting ruined, and now it's just drying and going to hell. So what yeah. our plan is is to just ignore it until it becomes a problem uh, so then we don't have to pay for it now, and then we spend a bunch of money on stuff we don't need. So that's that's how we do it. I, you know, I would say I haven't... Just, Nobody's allowed this, in the office. That's how it works. I haven't scrutinized something this this thoroughly since I bought my last wrestling T-shirt. Making sure um, it's still dry. Yeah. Um, or it's you know I kind of like when you get uh, an apartment, I don't really give a shit if it has four walls and there's air conditioning. Okay. But this is like, all right, you're gonna be with her forever, and you're just like. Oh, going through with the fine tooth comb like you're doing a lice check. It's it's no, tough. That's how you got to do it. it. It's and you don't you don't want to settle. You got to find like, you know, you can't. You you got to tell yourself there isn't like the perfect house, but yeah. there's the most perfect er house. You know, so it, it'll yeah. get you got to get as close to it as possible. And uh, somebody's gonna steal your favorite, absolute favorite house, but you'll you'll find a reason to love the next one. <clears throat> All right, Mike. Well, hey, we got to talk some wrestling. We just well, we had to get the stuff out real there. Quick. Yeah. Let me remind everybody to find us at BOD Podcast on go. Twitter, at Brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram. We do have our YouTube channel. We'd greatly appreciate it if you'd uh, subscribe. We just had our largest amount of viewers uh, this past weekend. Uh, so thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully you'll enjoy this episode. I think coming it's because I got this cool haircut. Absolutely. Now I, look, now I, look like, uh, I look like Dash Wheeler now. I look awesome. <laughs> you gotta cut a little bit shorter on the sides, man. You gotta well, shave your head. So yeah, you I'm going. I, I'm the opposite there. You can't really see it now that I'm taking a look at the the tiny little view I put on my screen here. But I mean, this hair is getting really long. It's 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 down to here now. So this is it's uh yeah. I, I had to buy new hair gel that came uh, came from Amazon today. That's uh it's got a mat finish which i thought was very appropriate but it also has really strong hold so i can just go whoop, and you can't tell how long it's getting i don't know I mean, why you're using hair gel if did you not watch the last ride documentary if you just stand there like the undertaker with a spray bottle you're you're golden just walk around no, I, need, I need the person that was following <laughs> him around when he's got his hands on his hips um all right, what else do we have? Uh, find us, obviously, <laughs> Apple Podcasts. If there's Podcasts, one thing Spotify. Undertaker and I have in common, it's getting winded. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and whatnot. Anywhere you can find uh, podcasts, you can find the Brothers of Discussion. We would greatly appreciate it, however, even if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts. Do, it, do us that favor of uh, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Set up an account just for the Brothers of Discussion and put in a review. It does, it does us wonders, honestly. That's all we it's, want. That's yeah. all, yeah. But if you do want to further support the Brothers of Discussion and you're in need of some CBD products, head on over to BODpodcast.com or BrothersofDiscussion.com and uh, you can click the bar at the top of the screen and that'll take you to CBDmedic.com and from there uh, you could pick three products. You'll get one for free if you use the code BODpodcast. That's BODpodcast, just like the Brothers of Discussion podcast you're listening to right now. And that is a buy two, get one free coupon at cbdmedic.com. So that's just you needing those products. That's how you can get a free one if uh, you need three. And uh, last thing here, we also have anchor.fm slash Brothers of Discussion. Uh, that is where... Um, 
<sighs> I'm just throwing it out there. If you want to help support the show, we're trying to do better here. Uh, life got in the way this week, as it did the last few times we said we were going to go live. Uh, so eventually in the next come uh, the other thing too mike found out uh my sound mixer doesn't work on my brand new laptop so we can't go live for that reason uh there's no driver that exists to update my sound mixer uh to have us go into this new laptop that i need to use i have this sweet a i gotta show you I, I made a sweet ass promo video for the brothers of discussion i i'm Ooh, pretty excited yeah. about it so uh I'll, I'll send you that hopefully was tonight. it a darby allen vignette where you fall and do a coffin drop onto a kid's bouncy nope. ball pit no but i might need your input because I, I have it all set up and ready to go and it's uh infused with some highlights some of my favorite highlights from pro wrestling over the last couple of decades so uh, you might have a suggestion. Uh, I would have you. You'll have to come in and eliminate another one. So, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that didn't make it. Oh nope. I was just doing five time. All right, that didn't make it. All right. It's also you know what? There is a section that says uh, that's describing us uh, as brothers, and uh, that would be a good spot for. Harlem Heat to, to find their way into uh, into said promo video. Okay, let's oh, yeah. uh, let's start rolling on some pro wrestling here because we said less than let's an hour, it. hopefully 40 minutes. Uh, quick hit here, Mike. Angelo Dawkins, congratulations on your new baby. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, always good news. Uh, when, we when got the baby here first for an interview, so here we go. No, All right. Oh, <laughs> Uh, Heath uh, Slater Gator triumphantly returning to uh, the WWE. We don't know if it's a one-off or, like, it, it is kind of odd if it is a one-off. I kind of hope this meant he was coming back, but um, even if he's not. I one-off because he was shirtless. I think he's trying to show off how jacked he is so yeah. that he can uh, get back on the card. He is absolutely jacked right now. Uh, I, I liked somebody posted on Twitter. It said, uh, for 3MB, the routine is get fired, get jacked, and then win some championships. Because uh, that was the same for Jinder yeah. Mahal as well. So yeah. hopefully hopefully uh, Slater Gator's just on his way. Uh, but it, it absolutely was a wonderful way to open up Monday Night Raw. And it really showed... Drew McIntyre to be like God. He, they're really they did just a slam bang job building up Drew McIntyre because even when we're supposed to be bored of him, man, this Dolph Ziggler feud is just furiously like ramping up. And you hate Ziggler, you love McIntyre even more, and they brought in the perfect sympathetic figure for you to fall further in love with McIntyre. Um, this is actually a great time for me to plug, uh, Mike, I wrote my first blog, uh, we're getting back in there, so, um, I'm hoping that, uh, this weekend I can, uh, I can get this stuff posted, and, and what I want to do is jump back in to our coverage yeah. of Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre's we had, uh, into the weekend. It's one of my uh, favorite actually, romances. You know what, yeah. I'm, I'm fast-forwarding a week, because, uh... We're still we're still a weekend away, right? From yeah, our next yeah, we're, one more weekend. Yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, Mike, you wrote some notes uh, in there. No, what, I was what just gonna this? say. Uh, I'm glad. Yeah, I was just glad you brought up uh, Heath Slater returning because I I gotta think it's a little bit like you know how Kevin Owens for the longest time would cut promos and in some way, even if he wasn't feuding with Sami Zayn, he'd still bring up Sami Zayn just to keep his best buddy relevant. 
Um, or, you know, Taker getting a, a, a voice and who got to defeat him first at WrestleMania and he picked Brock. Uh, you know, or it's no exit. Daniel Bryan is, you know, he loves Drew Gulak and what he represents in the ring. And he's like, hey, I'm going to try and get this guy over. I got to think that in some capacity, McIntyre had some input. And he's like, give me Heath. I want to have a moment with my buddy from 3MB. We 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 suffered for a very long time together. Uh, so let me get this guy on TV. Uh, dude, take your shirt off. You look fucking <laughs> incredible. Uh, but let's try and get you a contract and uh, you know maybe uh, maybe some title matches. How about that? I mean, so, I believe it. I mean, Drew posted today. I mean, we, we see Instagram all the time, just and Twitter littered with absolute garbage and. Uh, Drew posted two things in the last couple of days. He did a, an interview with kids at a hospital, and the other thing he posted mm. was him and his uh, significant other holding hands, just walking Aww. away from the camera in love. I mean, the guy just... He he really deserves this. Like, I... I I'm... I'm uh, I wish I was holding his hand in that picture. All right, uh, Mike. Uh, if we want, we could jump into what. Uh, let, yeah, let's do. Uh, let's finish off Raw here. I think. I think that's yeah. the best idea. Um, the, I would say going back to the beginning of these crowdless shows. I mean, the women's division has absolutely just week after week smacked kill out of the it. park. And there's one MVP. It's Asuka. Come on. It's not even a contest. I mean, that was, uh, uh, God, I take you know, that I've back. I've these damn headphones out of my ears. Um, no, <laughs> like, four uh, times. Sasha uh, and Bailey have really yeah. figured out their, uh, like, heel work. Their chemistry has been just top notch. But, I mean, Asuka, who does not really speak English, is now getting multiple segments on Monday Night Raws. Uh, she's just parachuting in uh, for a quick cameo in NXT. Uh, she's, uh, you know, bump, rubbing elbows with the Io Shirai's of the world. Um, it's, her stuff is hilarious. Um, it's heartwarming. Uh, it's, it's so, um, like, authentically, um, uh, passionate that you can't help but, like, fall in love with this person who is just totally... Uh, like the female version of what we're seeing from our, our, our men's champion and Drew, both of these people are just totally like they're, they get it. This is what we want from our champions. It's almost like they're, they're like that, uh, man, it's almost like you could see them kissing babies, but you wouldn't roll their eyes. Cause you would think, Oh, they, I think they genuinely like babies. And so they probably just want to do some baby kissing. Is that, is that a weird sentence? Uh, that was a weird sentence, but yeah, I'd stay I away just... from that one, but uh, I think we get the gist. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I just, the TV is, is a happier place when Asuka's on it, and I'm so glad she's got her sidekick and Kyrie back, uh, who was dropping some mad beats on the flute match. She was doing really good, or I guess recorder, not really a flute, but, um, yeah, her segments have been great, and just one more little nugget here, because I'm a big mark for her, was, uh, Ruby Riot. oof, her, uh, win streak, uh, I guess it would be the opposite of one of those. Be a losing streak is pretty healthy, pretty <laughs> robust at this point. Um, but I, they got to have something in the works for her. Um, she's such a good worker. She's got such great facial expressions. Um, she's definitely got, every time she, she eats like a forearm, she kind of looks like 
a cartoon character doing the, the classic stepping on a wooden plank on a dock and getting bopped in the face. Like, she's like, Ooh. Yeah. She's so good at that. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, she's a great wrestler, too. But I, I don't know if she gets enough credit for her, you know, Alexa Bliss level expression. So... We've just been getting a lot of great stuff from the women. Yeah, actually, I'm glad you said that, too, because Bliss Cross Applesauce has been fantastic as well. I, I think uh, that work with Nikki Cross and Alexa, and, like, think about these two tag teams that are going at it that everybody wanted to see break up at some point or just thought there'd be a lot of drama in that breakup. And they they stuck them together, and they're still sticking around, and it's it's good TV. I, I And I think... Uh, I think both of the the tag teams. So the other one I'm talking about, obviously, is um, I almost said Oscar, but Bailey and Sasha. Uh, when either one of these tag teams blows it up, it's going to be huge. I, I think they're just building this bigger rapport. Um, yeah. And and Sasha definitely with hinting every week, you know, either holding the title or whatnot. I I, I just God, you know, you can't wait. It, it, it's going to be amazing. It, it's really like popping at the seams right now. That that I, I you just you want to know you want to know since we've really started enjoying these women's segments. <laughs> the one, um, like, uh, God, how do like the one butterfly flapping its wings to get all of this going was Charlotte getting hurt again. <laughs> so spots where she would have been, you know. Uh, I keep using that word, but she would have been, you know, getting parachuted into NXT, SmackDown, Raw. Now they have Bailey and Sasha doing it. And instead of hearing those tired, I'm Charlotte Flair. Who do you think you are? You know, nobody, I, I, I want to be in that room when they just tell her to keep running with that. Yeah, it's a great, great accent. We love it. Um, but, like, listening to Bailey and Sasha, that drama... Asuka, yeah. we don't even know what she's saying. It's just these great, almost like a like a, before there were talkies. You know, she's just doing this great, like she should just have like cue cards in between, you know? Um, no, it's not, just, it, I mean. It still tells more of a story than what we get with Charlotte. The, the dose straps, I think, is like ridiculous. Like it, you're, you don't want to type it up. You don't want to say it. You don't want to hear anybody that say it. But it's perfect. Chicken shit into chicken salad. It's Woo. it's a perfect heel like uh I don't know tagline to throw out there because it just God it, it it's like playing the wrong note in a song, you know, or like having something be off key. So every time she says it I'm yeah. just like dose straps? No, you're not supposed to do two S's next. It doesn't work. But it just adds to the heel. Right? And that the point of me bringing that up just kind of feels like everything has been so perfect. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was on purpose. Like the 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 way it doesn't roll off the tongue, and that's why they picked it. I yeah, all the all the praise in the world. I, I mean, this is something that probably deserves more attention than the throwaway on what I just done. Yeah, like quick you know, hits for the show. <laughs> but apo uh, apologies to Brian Cage, but it's it's definitely the way you describe it. It's definitely like composer John Cage who would do these experimental like piano ballads and then he would just drop a bowling ball on half the piano and that was a song uh that's what it sounds like just kind of like a, a promo going along and then bailey bam will drop another bowling ball on the keyboard it's just <laughs> oh god damn and it, it's it's working it's really working she's really 
uh, like she's found it. She's found her, her rhythm as a heel. I think we were all kind of like wincing a little bit, not quite in a heel way when she first started, but mm-hmm. I think she's really hitting home runs right now. De- definitely wasn't going to be uh, as bad as Bebe Champ Champ or Champ Champ Bebe. Um, we'll get into more of that in a minute, but uh, NXT dropped a bowling ball, Mike, on AEW for the third straight week. Um, there's some asterisks to go along with that. Of course, getting throttled in the important demo uh, that uh, Tony Khan was was uh, feverishly typing uh, on his phone today to tell everybody that he won. He won the demo. I um, God, you know, I don't. Which demo did he win? The, I didn't the, see that. the eighteen to forty nine. So AEW, mm. I think, has an extended winning streak of the eighteen to forty nine demographic, which is how advertisements. That's what uh, they're based off of. Um, you, yeah. You've mentioned that in the past. So I. <sighs> All right, so AEW wins that. NXT wins third straight week in a row for the total numbers. Uh, but Mike, I this is the big news for me. I, I hope you didn't read the notes thoroughly so I can break the news. Uh, finally, uh, the combined efforts of both NXT and AEW have toppled uh, guys' grocery games. So yes! uh, we have enough wrestling fans out there and, and less people watching guys' grocery games that they could finally take down the Flavortown Beast. Ah, uh, that sounded good. Taking down Flavortown. All right. Um, yeah. I just, that's the thing to me is that every, the, the petty arguments and the bullshit going back and forth, even if there was only one show on Wednesday nights, they're still getting, like, they've been getting lunched by guys, Grocery Games, Property Brothers, all of Fox News, which, God damn it. Uh, I guess those people probably aren't tuning out of Fox News to watch wrestling anyway, but, um... They've got a whole new set of problems or a whole other set of problems, whatever you want to turn there. But I just, I think I just want to keep bringing this up to saying like, Tony Khan, buddy, just keep your pants on, man. This is not that big of a deal. Like he's got, he's got his stuff with TNT. There's obviously advertisements between matches. So I don't think he's got to worry that bad or or that, that much. Um, Honestly. Honestly, it's really just a tr- and it, it, I'm going to butterfly wing it again. And AEW is on a pretty good winning streak. And then Charlotte got a boo-boo. And then all of a sudden, Sasha and Bailey are invading NXT and contributing. I don't think that that's really, you know, a, a, it's not just a coincidence. I, I, I think that that does impact it. I think that people do want to see a little, little something different. I think they were a little bummed out after WrestleMania. I think that, like, I'm inspired to watch more NXT to see, you know, uh, Sasha and Bailey kind of invade once in a while. And I don't know, well, women, the, the division's in really good shape with EO as the champ. I, I want to mention one thing, too, that the, the numbers actually dropped from last week. So hmm. I, I don't like that. Uh, like, the combined number isn't as high as it's been in the past. Like, we've seen a higher combined number between the two. I just, I think it's weird that still without a lot of pro sports to pick from, I think Major League Soccer was on, um, that these numbers are still as small as they are. And after seeing, like, from going week to week, day one to day two, uh, or I'm, I'm, yeah, night night one to night two for Fighter Fest and the Great uh, Great American Bash, how, how did people 
not see enough in night one to say I'm definitely tuning in for night two. Like, uh, I, I know the numbers didn't drop severely, but I would have guessed I was... Ex- this is the first week since all of this started that I was so excited to see the numbers because I wanted to see the total number go up. And to see it go down is heartbreaking in every sense of the word. Like, that that's the news here, uh, I, I would say. Yeah, I you know, I don't think it's a leap to say it uh, for AEW. It's probably a little COVID-related. Not being able to see your champion, you know, close out the show. That's um, what I, I was going to ask. If you thought... If they did that, uh, and that went up against, uh, well, I guess regardless of the I segments, forgot, but is that once Moxley was gone, um, I, I kind of was like, oh, I don't even really know what the main event is, and I, I love Orange Cassidy, but I think that it would have been better served not being, you know, the, the final thing you watch, just because the the only stakes are, you know, it's like a emotion feud. There isn't like a, you know a carrot at the end. It's just, you know, kind of over. Um, and I think the writing was kind of on the wall where Cassidy's not at a point where he's going to be allowed to win a match like that. Um, it's just supposed to be a treat for him to stand toe to toe with, you know, a Jericho or, you know, like the bastard. Um, I think me watching it, that was my disappointment was I kind of thought he was at that point. So now it's been defined for me. Like, no, orange Cassidy does not beat Chris Jericho. So I I thought that we were at the point finally where one of these guys gets over Chris Jericho and I, and when I say one of these guys obviously I'm not including a John Moxley uh, who's now our champion uh, so obviously they see enough in the former WWE champion to give him the title that was a little dig uh, but why not one of the these guys that is getting built up through being on TNT like. Would it, kill, would it have killed Chris Jericho lost to Fandango? I mean, come on. This is Orange Cassidy. This guy's on the commercials. I don't think Fandango was ever on the commercials of WWE. I think that Jericho's stock goes down if he loses, but I don't know if Cassidy's really skyrockets if he defeats Jericho. I think he's, or at least it's not going to plummet from him losing this match. He's still going to be really popular. So I think they're still trying to keep their... Like Jericho I, stock, you know, at a yeah, high level. I, I'm here for that argument. I, I like the the argument that Orange Cassidy is. And that's about, my next year, by the way, is Cassidy. He's well. I was going to say he's not about the wins. Um, he he really is like sports entertainment. Like that's it. That's your sports entertainment right there. So I I uh, I totally get that. I just think I guess from from my perspective, I kind of felt like I was told last night that I can't believe in Orange Cassidy as a champion, and I, I kind of wanted to believe that. So now that that's where the disappointment starts. But, Mike, from Wednesday night, that's not where the disappointment ends. We've got Great American Bash and uh, Fighter Fest to talk about. And I, I I say that jokingly. There's there's really only a couple spots where I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, let's 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 jump right in. I, I don't know if uh, if you did get a chance to watch both shows. I was uh, tweeting yeah. out that I actually had I, I I tricked Xfinity into letting me play both on one laptop. Um, so I had to simultaneously log in so I could play two different shows on different tabs. And uh, I went incognito with one so that I could actually play uh, Fighter Fest and then the Great American Bash at the same time. So I I did it. Woo! 
Uh, figured it out. So, folks, if you have Xfinity and you're trying to play uh, live TV through your laptop, you want to watch two shows at once, just go incognito with your second tab, and they can't track you. All right. Hopefully nobody from Xfinity is listening. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I got that done. But uh, my wife and I also are addicted to The Office right now. So, um I was watching three shows at once, kind of, um, but it was hard. You know, it's it's hard to keep up with everything, especially uh, when at the time you've got to pick between uh, Swerve and Gargano and the Eight Man Tag. Which I started watching Swerve and Gargano because I said, "Oh, this is going to be really, you know, this is going to be good news for Swerve." And then on the Eight Man Tag, I said, "Well, I know these guys are great," and. Man, was that a mistake? Because like from the beginning, I wish I had been watching that. So I actually went back and rewatched it. And I, I don't want to get into like what was match of the night or anything yet. I'm sort of hinting uh, at that answer right now. But yeah. um, it's just um, I think what I the point I'm trying to make is is uh, th- this really was a great night uh, of pro wrestling. So t- getting away from the ratings conversation, getting away from uh, the Tony Khan drama, the Triple H should this have even been on. At this point, was this just a rebuttal couple of nights of pro wrestling, which it absolutely was. Uh, but I'm super glad that Triple H did a rebuttal, Mike, because this this really was just nonstop. Uh, by the way, you look uh, like Roman Yossi right now with uh, the way the light's hitting you and your hair from uh, the Nashville Predators. But uh, continue. No, um, or, uh, Yeah, have at it. I don't mean... Continue. Yeah, I watched... Uh, I did get to watch both... Um... I don't want to ruin because I know we like doing the top three, but I, I got to say, Matt, NXT probably did have the best match with Keith Lee and Adam Cole. But, man, oh, man, I, I couldn't help but smile uh, when it was just Pentagon and uh, Dax Harwood uh, starting off that eight-man tag. That was just excellent, like, uh, apologies to AJ. That was an excellent styles clash um, with just – the stiff uh, edge chops of Harwood, um, you know, he's just he's just trying to beat the crap out of you. Yep. And Pentagon kind of juggling, you know, because he still wants to do that Lucha style, but he was also, he was giving as good as he was getting. Um, and I, I couldn't have, help but have, like, a big smile on my face because this was like, yeah, this is a tag team wrestling that, you know, that, that, that we talk up, and it's just baffling that yeah. – um, doesn't feel like WWE's really even gives a shit about it. Um, the way it's sometimes not even on a pay-per-view card, like they forget to have a tag team match. Um, but this this was just excellent, excellent wrestling. And I'm so excited for that fight for the Fallen because we're going to get the Lucha Bros versus FTR. Um, and they gave us just a, they gave us just a, just a wet the palate, just a little taste, you know, a little, Little finger, you know, if you will, not not the full four four fingers, but man, did they did they look like they're gonna have some really really strong chemistry? Um, and I I don't think there was there was maybe like in that twenty minutes there's like maybe one goof up, um, just the butcher. I think he tripped once, but other than that, it was like for me like a, a perfect match. I I would love to watch that match again. I, I had so much fun. Um, I loved watching the way uh, FDR would actually obey the rules. The Bucks would kind of come in and do things the Bucks do, and then they would kind of mesh styles. And you'd kind of see guys from FDR, you know, uh, do double team maneuvers with the Bucks, and then um, 
the spots with the Lucha Bros. I, I'm not gonna. You're you're really gonna have a hard time ever catching me calling them spot monkeys because it felt like every single thing they did naturally flowed through the match. Um, it it was it was it was it was just like a perfect novel where it was like. Sentence one just fed all the way into the last word. It well, was it was really strong. I, I, I really loved it. I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, to say it's it's telling, saying you know it's telling that story. I mean, we love a good book. We love a good story because somebody put in effort putting it together. Uh, I think a spot fest is something where a couple of guys are, you know, they got got each other by the neck they're in a hold they're discussing what's about to happen and they just randomly do it i think that's that's probably the true definition of a spot fest just jim Cornette's just wet dream i'm kidding um it's just, that's a sweaty i don't know wake up in the middle of the night nightmare but I, this looks like they took the time and dialed this all up planned it all out that's why it's so good. Uh, that's why it's so much better, and it deserves to never... I mean, it, it deserves better than being dubbed a spot fest by the likes of Jim Cornette, because it, they, they're taking the time to put it together, as you would, and I hate to say this, but, I mean, if... I, I've been to Vegas. I love my Cirque du Soleil shows. I mean, they take the time. They're very talented. I could never do any of it, just like I can't do anything the Lucha Bros do. Um be great if it was set to some Beatles music. Unfortunately, we can't do that. I'm sure that'll be really hard to get the rights. Tony Khan, uh, shoot, man. You want to get some respect points back after today's uh, Twitter fiasco? Uh, put some Beatles music on in the middle of these matches. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's it right there. It's it's the time and effort. It's the planning. It's, it's, it's that effort that I, I think we appreciate whether or not we're actively thinking it during the middle of the match because it, it doesn't have that flow it doesn't tell that story it doesn't have the novelization as you put it uh without them actually processing talking with the young bucks talking with themselves and going can we actually do a canadian destroyer off the top and and jump over the <laughs> yeah. i i mean you've got to get eight guys involved to make that work it looks like um but yeah do you do you want to do a, a top three for yeah. each, we can get out. Yeah, we'll probably get out of here quicker. Because, I, I I mean, let's do Bronson it. Reed versus Tony Nese. Um, wow, that's moment number three? No, uh, I was going to say, I don't want to spend too much time on that one. Because that, <laughs> that was not my favorite thing to watch. <laughs> well, I All like right. to save, uh, I like to do top three and one dishonorable mention. Okay. Well, let's do my... that, Matt. Moment number three for NXT's uh, Great American Bash. What do you got for us? I'm going to go... See, I don't... I want to stay away because I really loved watching Mercedes Martinez like show up and she has that aura about her. Kind of the same feeling I got from seeing uh, Karrion Cross the first time. Um, but I, I, I am going to give... I'm going to give the props as I should because even though I, I picked... I picked the wrong match to like get behind from the get-go, which was this match and i actually enjoyed the eight-man tag better uh gargano and swerve did a great job and i think it's going to be forgotten uh as as we go along here because it did at, at the time it went up against the eight-man tag so it, it's just hard for it's hard to compare the two because you're basically talking about 
maybe the best division in pro wrestling, if if not second to the women's division in WWE right now, is that tag division at AEW. It's hard to go up against them, and then you pretty much just did a you know an all star competition, uh, like an all star game kind of thing of of an eight man tag. Does it really yeah. mean anything? No, but it's it's all a lot of fun to watch everybody get in the ring together. Uh, so I'm done gushing about the match that went that this one went up against, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Johnny Gargano's got it. And when he's not talking, I, I still love Johnny Gargano. Uh, but this is a great opportunity for Swerve. And um, I think I think maybe the only part of this that doesn't have it go a little bit further up, if if not, uh, you know, my number two really was just a great match to watch. Uh, so what I'm about, to, what I just said is probably a lie. Uh, so it probably couldn't make its way to number two. Definitely not number one. But... I, I just, I wasn't happy that Swerve couldn't get it done. I, I think that that was a mistake there. Kind of the same uh, vein of, of Orange Cassidy not getting an opportunity to, to, to say, like, I am championship worthy. I think this just pushes Swerve. Like, I, I don't know if, if NXT's the place to go, man, he had such a great match against Johnny Gargano. I feel like this is, that's the guy you beat. Like, it took Gargano years to win the nxt championship so if if he loses he's he's the scrappy you know junkyard dog if i may uh so i I think he's fine losing matches and it would have done a great deal for swerve uh so that's the disappointing part but overall that 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 was great wrestling and i think uh i think it'll get overshadowed uh because of what it went up against and how many people just completely missed the fact that it was on uh but mike you're number three there was uh, no way I was going to omit this from the top three. Um, it was Hangman, uh, Page, and Kenny Omega against Private Party uh, defending the tag team titles. And like you're saying, whew, there's a lot of tag teams uh, doing battle. Um, and I guess the reason that I wanted to make sure that this was included is not just because Omega and Page are two of the best in the world, but they, they proved it. Omega is really known, you know, for his speed. Even when he's he's making um, almost like a like a like Barry Sanders, the way he twitches his hips, um, he'll just really quickly pivot into the next move, really quickly pivot into turns, um, but still make that pause so he can yeah. build up the, the the speed. It's like you don't want to go too quick because then you you don't even get time to digest it. It's it's very like um, uh, Bruce Lee of him, where he he purposefully will slow down a little bit to make the bursts look that much quicker. Um, but what I really appreciate is those guys, you know, Hangman and Omega are, are, are quick athletic people, but they know that that's private party strength. So it was just, it was, it was so cool to like notice the, the detail that, that page and Omega. And it's funny reading reviews that they gave, like I've seen like Bleacher Report give this like a C plus or B minus because they didn't understand the pace, but Omega and Paige purposefully wrestled slower than they usually do to make Private Party look that much quicker, because that's their go-to. So it just, like, it, for me, it was, my, it was one of my favorite Hangman matches, because he was the muscle. And going up against Private Party, he can get away with being the muscle. So he, he got to have the, the big shots. He got to have the big hits. Um, that buckshot, you know, it's it looked, you know, thunderous. It's just it was just so cool to see, like, 
like two wrestling scientists kind of come up with this, you know, it's very similar to, you know, the eight man tag that obviously is going to fare pretty well on this week's list. Um, but just seeing Paige and Omega, two masters of the craft, you know, two scientists in the lab, like, man, we can really get them over and, you know, we can kind of show off our diversity. Like it, it just, it really hit, uh, it really resonated with me. I, I, I really enjoyed that match. Um, it, it would have, been fine to close the show it was great you know opening the show um i, I mean you know what but i, I immediately like, i i saw the same rating that you saw and i immediately yeah. gave that match like oh my god uh, uh you know a plus uh i think yeah. you know what I, I i tweeted of all non-surprises this is the non-surpriseiest is aew having an opening tag match that just knocks it out of the park and yeah. I, I felt everything that you felt, so I, I totally agree. Yeah, it's just it's uh it's very um, similar to Sasha and Bailey because you know they're gonna break up, you know they're gonna do a one on one feud, you know Omega and Paige are gonna break up at some point, but it's like it's working so well. Just keep leaving it at a simmer. There's no reason to you know turn those guys right now because it just adds depth to the division. Um, they're 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 putting out such excellent uh, work. Uh, it's a great product. You know, they're doing they're they're really just hitting home runs. There's there's no reason to to break them up at this point. Matt, that brings us to moment number two in NXT. Easy peasy. Uh, I'm going to match number one. Uh, so that would be Candice LeRae and Mia going at it. And uh, Mia Yim was posting the bruises after. Um, and I, unfortunately, I, I tweeted too right after the match, kind of uh, teasing Mia Yim a little bit, but. Uh, her, her job, uh, quite, quite like Buzz Lightyear falling with style. Uh, she does the same thing, but she falls down on the mat and it's a three, two, one. Um, I'm sorry. A one, two, three. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. What's for you? I'm sleepy. Um, all right. I'm not sleepy. I don't know what I'm talking about (laughs) anyway. Uh, but yeah, she loses with style. Uh, she's there to, to get everyone over. She's doing what I thought Johnny Gargano was going to do for Swerve. But um, that's, I guess that's what you do in the women's division in NXT is, is help build up uh, all the other superstars around you. Uh, but Candice, you know, this was an opportunity, too, for her uh, to really prove herself. And, God, this is this was like jaw-dropping for me. This, this was painful to watch. Um, the, the, the finishing move off the top rope into the tables is just, like, kind of, like, Oh, like if you've ever seen a move where you think like somebody legit got hurt, I kind of had that reaction. But then you realize, no, this was just fantastic wrestling. Um, Even though I do mention the the bruises that Mia Yim was showing off earlier today, um, you know, you can't help but think uh, the celebration with um, Keith Lee might have been the cause of that. Mike, you're number two. Just well, wanted to zing, throw that one in there. Sorry, me and Yim and Keith Lee. I hope you guys will come out on the show one day. No, it's, I just, uh, you know, you got that's probably a passionate night, Wednesday night. All right, go ahead. Well, like, uh, two, just real quick before we move on, it's yeah. just, uh, I know Randy Orton has made comments about, I don't know why these NXT guys and women, you know, kill each other. You, you have a long career ahead of you. There's no reason to really do that to your body at this point, but. Uh, like Mauro Ronaldo was saying, this is only the second street fight in NXT history. That's the second one. It was Candice LeRae and Mia Yim. Um, and it, it was, you gotta, if you're gonna give them 
you know, that kind of honor, something that rare, it's because you trust the people doing it. And I, I think that their their yeah. trust in those performance performers was rewarded. I, I think um, that that statement from Randy Orton is um i don't know if ignorance the right word but does he not realize these cats have been wrestling for years before they come to nxt especially somebody like me if he's got his his vince goggles on like you don't right. start he's... wrestling until you work for nxt but... <laughs> what an idiot yeah i think they know what they're doing randy um yeah <laughs> well, oh, jesus yeah, uh, you're number know. two Number two, it's a bummer for me that it wasn't number one, but it's got to be freshly squeezed going up against Jericho. Um, I think the reason that you don't see it at number one in my in our you know little list, uh, the reason that we don't see freshly squeezed getting the win, um, I think that's just on on the juiced one. To be honest, I I think that he does really great work when he's in um, like large matches with a lot of moving pieces because what you get to see is that sloth character kind of uh, bouncing personalities off different people. Um, he's just got to give like a, a short burst, you know, in the, the sloth like trance kind of that persona kind of drops. And then he, you know, reminds us that he knows how to wrestle even with his hands in his pockets. Um, and it just didn't feel like he ever really perfectly hit that stride with Jericho uh, you know, there were there were bats incorporated. There were, you know, uh, cronies, you know, the best friends. Uh, Santana and Ortiz came out with uh, half gallons of orange juice. It was just, I don't know. I don't know if that's, like, Jericho is the biggest talker. Freshly squeezed is the quietest dude on, in the history of pro wrestling, maybe. Uh, but for some reason, it just didn't hit its stride. And I think that that it could have been better once um, the squeezed one kind of figures out how to be a little bit verbal. Like I think once his character evolves just a little bit, and that's not a knock against him. I mean, he's gotten this far by not saying a word. Um, but yeah, I think he just needs a little bit of an evolution. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a you know step forward with the character, and then I think he can start winning these matches. But for right now, I think. It's enough for him to go toe to toe and not necessarily win. And and I think uh, in the grand scheme too, like I I might pull back on that might be my tail tucker in a couple of weeks when you know Chris Jericho's in a title match again. Uh, so then it's like, all right, well yeah, that's true. Chris Jericho should be in title matches. He's he's Chris Jericho. Um, all right, so number one, uh, before like you do that dishonorable mention, Matt, what do you got for us? Um, I could have done without Bronson Reed and, and Tony Nice. Uh, this was one that was added to the card, and I made mention earlier, like, oh man, what a light card! I hope Keith Lee and, and Adam Cole are about to get an hour, and yeah. they didn't get an hour, and part of the reason was this I don't get it. Um, what a waste of abs, and I mean that from the Booker and poor tony niece you know right what am i getting uh, all these apps for i could be eating pizza it's bullshit well that that's the thing too is like uh tony niece is is i don't know if he if he deserved the loss like if if he if he's the guy that should be in there getting crushed like that um but i you know i'm not i'm not i i did actually like watching drake maverick and Breezango tag up um like i said before mercedes martinez getting in the ring actually had a, a great feel to it like a, a like it was like an ooh. so uh yeah i'm all, I'm all about those so I, I think if i had to pick one 
Um, it just wasn't entertaining for me. I, I don't know if Bronson Reed's ready to go. Uh, he showed a lot of passion when he went up against Karrion Cross, but um, yeah, this one where it was all about building up Bronson Reed, it, it, he didn't own it. So I'm, meh. Meh. Yeah. All right, so do you go or do I do my number one? Oh, you do your number one. Yeah. Okay. So at number one, Keith Lee uh, become a double champ. Um, Mike, we've you've made mention of like, how do I want to put this? I want to like put champions? it the right way. Yeah. I mean, like the WWE's been making these small steps in the right direction, and we've talked about is is are they doing enough? Um, I mean, for the first double champ to be. Keith Lee, I I think this is the perfect move. I think this guy has all the talent in the world. Uh, And, and like, we talk about eventually, like, this should feel like we're picking the guy who deserves it the most. And I think absolutely Keith Lee just deserves it the most. Like, we can get outside of, of the political aspect of this and just talk straight up skill and athleticism and likability of keith lee man who doesn't uh, like his smile just watching him smile on tv after he won i was just smiling looking at my laptop so but that's what we can talk about outside of the politics inside the politics having keith lee be the first double champ i think speaks volumes to the fact that the wwe realizes what a deep hole they're in for being a pretty racist company uh so does this solve all problems <laughs> absolutely not but we've always always said on this show have they taken a step to do better than they were the week before yeah. i i think this is a pretty good step forward pretty good step in the right direction so i i applaud the wwe in that in that uh i guess realm of things but um uh, talking about the match <laughs> i mean Finisher fests are are one thing, but this this is something that really, um, I don't know it 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 felt a little different. I, I felt everything was used properly. I think we got our signature moves in there, I, and I, I think for Keith Lee, this is this is just something too. Like if if this was the first time you were seeing Keith Lee because he's in you know this main event NXT Championship match, I think you saw every reason in the world why this guy has. You know why? Why did why was he allowed to go up against Brock Lesnar just one on one at the Royal Rumble? Uh, why did he almost get to take down Roman Reigns at Survivor Series? Um, we there there's been free agent signings uh, with these wrestling companies that have meant a lot. Um, you know, and I mean like an AJ Styles coming in, and I don't you know we don't know. I'm I'm not saying Keith Lee's gonna have the same. He's going to be having a boneyard match with the Undertaker in you know seven years, but <laughs> yeah. this this very well may be one of the most underrated free agent signings because Keith Lee did come in and there was pomp and circumstance, but I mean it wasn't something where when his his first few weeks on TV came yeah. up, it was like pop the popcorn, stop what you're doing, turn the office off, sit down and watch NXT. Uh, but Keith Lee is that guy pop your popcorn sit down turn off the office yeah this this guy deserves everything that just was was handed over to him and uh i'll finish with this and i'll give you an opportunity mike but yeah this this new era where we've been talking about the hybrid superstar large in charge and athletic 
Mike, there's going to be NXT championship matches where Keith Lee and Dijakovic are going to be flying 10 feet in the air. I, I just... It, it's going to... We're going to... God damn. Mike, if this title reign continues, we can have Keith Lee, Drew McIntyre, and, and Braun Strowman at Survivor Series. Holy shit balls! Okay. Pretty cool. Um, no, I I think you you said it beautifully there. Um, <laughs> thank God uh, for COVID, uh, just because it allowed us to kind of uh, like really focus on some certain issues uh, racially. Uh, there were less distractions, um, and I think because of that, a lot of companies had to you know. Uh, like they were suddenly in the spotlight and they were, there was nowhere else to hide with, you know, some razzle dazzle here and some, you know, racist razzle dazzle there. They're like, we're going to have to actually stop being racist for a little bit. Um, and I think that it, it's just obvious racism because Keith Lee didn't just wake up yesterday and become an excellent wrestler. He was great basically from day one in NXT and this company had no idea how to handle him. He had a long feud with Dijakovic, and then he was just kind of up and down. He was losing we, matches at, you know, takeovers. We did love those. We did love that feud. I love that feud, but it was like that's all they knew what to do with him. And in between there, he was just kind of floundering for a bit. I don't know if this is a guy that really needed a, a big buildup. You know, I don't know if the people believe in Keith Lee. He's a 300-pound man who does springboards with the agility of a, of a lucha wrestler. He's insane. Um, it's just, I'm glad it's here now. We're, we're just like with Drew McIntyre. It's all that bullshit is over. We're in a spot where the most deserving person is on top. Um, he's earned this 100%. Um, and I'm just excited for his future. And Adam Coles, I'm a little nervous. Uh, I don't know what WWE's plan is for this guy going forward if he's going to get a rematch uh or if he's just going to immediately get called up it's not like he has anything left to prove in nxt um it's just whether or not they believe this size can you know handle the wwe circus you know a couple nights a week every week and so. I'll, I'll say this we are at 54 minutes so we're all right in danger let's get into this man aw fighter fest the um dishonorable mention was I don't even want to mention it, but Taz crowning uh, Brian Cage, the uh, FTW champion. I, the last thing we need is another, another, another belt. And I, I know it was just kind another of... One. Another one. Um, I know it was just kind of like a dig at Moxley, but I just... I, I don't know who that, that promo was for. I, I guess that belt was kind of for the same people who... AC dope, AC dope. I, it's, I, you know, I'm over that. I, I don't, I didn't need that. I, I, I don't need to see Matt Hardy bringing out Private Party. I, you know, let's move on. I don't need, I don't need those throwbacks. But Matt, that means uh, we could get past that ridiculousness. Match of the week for me, match in quite some time was, and it's, there's no contest. It was the eight man tag at Fighter Fest. It, I think it was the Bucks at their best. It was FTR at their best. Uh, Lucha Bros at their best. Butcher and Blade, as good as they can be. And <laughs> it was just a lot of oh, excellent tag team God, wrestling. Um, yeah, we went over it earlier, but you know, I, uh, the story was excellent. 
Uh, it felt like every single move uh, just had a natural progression into the next one. Um, it didn't, there weren't those awkward moments where there was, you know, like spot, 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 spot. And, you know, there was like six guys just standing around inside the ring waiting for one double team finisher to finish. So they could do another double team finisher, then they could do yeah. another stack, 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 stack. It never felt like overkill. It never felt like a Wendy's, uh, like bacon stacker or whatever that stupid sandwich is. Like, just slow down. We don't need a baconator, just a strip of bacon. Just a strip. We don't need 15 strips of bacon because then your heart stops. Um, I, I just think this was a, just a classic, just regular bacon cheeseburger. We didn't, you know, you don't need a heart attack. It's, it was fine. It was just everything I wanted out of tag team wrestling. Um, it forwarded the story of Bucks and FTR. It forwarded the story of FTR and Lucha Bros. Um, and then obviously everybody is still jockeying for that position to fight Paige and Omega. So the bad guys won and the good guys were upset. So there's just going to be more turmoil in that whole division. And that is what you want. You want to have a good, uh, uh, you know, WWE likes that word moment. No, it's AEW, but just so you have that kind of mentality. You want to build that moment now, but then also you're still <clears throat> chugging along for that future. So I, I just, I can't talk higher enough about an eight man tag match in a fake free pay-per-view on a Wednesday night. No, I, I, I absolutely loved it. And re- so far, it's the only match I've been... I, I, I put it on my priority to make sure that was what I watched a second time. Um, if you haven't watched it um, and you only saw NXT and you can, you only have time to watch one match from AEW, Fighter Fest, that's it. Now, uh, heading into next week, Mike, we've got... Uh, we'll be talking about uh, another uh, fight for the Fallen. We've got uh, Cody Rhodes and Sonny Kiss. We've got uh, Cage and Moxley. It's it's gonna be another big night for AEW, and then of course we've got uh, we've got a preview WWE's pay per view that I uh, Extreme Rules uh, or Extreme Rules as uh, I can't look at that logo and not think Extreme. But everybody, if you could uh, find us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review it does uh, a wonder for the show. Uh, helps us uh, jump up in the rankings. There, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. And uh, oh, I'm looking at my light, not the camera. I'm I'm gonna look I'm gonna look like uh, I'm blind or something. Um, God damn it! What was the last thing? Oh, and then uh, head on over to bodpodcast.com or brothersofdiscussion.com. Click the top bar if you're in need of some CBD products. We actually have a, a coupon there. It's uh, at uh, it's BOD Podcast for the coupon. Uh, it'll get you uh, buy two get one free at cbdmedic.com. You have to click the link at the top bar though to help out the brothers of discussion. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in, and we did it. We're under an hour. Have a good night. Oh, yeah!